Marissa, how are you? I'm good. Just another day in the life of a journalist running around like a chicken with my head cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I totally feel that. Um, So in a brief statement, what do you do at your job? And you work at CBS in Chicago, right? Yes, I am a reporter hybrid MMJ with CBS Chicago. Mm -hmm. And um, so what is like the typical day like if there is one? There is not a typical day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It really runs the gamut. Uh, I think there are some days where I am MMJing a feel-good story about a dog that went viral. And then there are other days where I'm covering a protest with a group of people with my station. And then there are days where I'm paired up with a photographer um, covering a really sad and difficult story uh, on the loss of another young person due to gun violence. Yeah, that's, wow, that's incredible. Like, like there's never a second, like, same day kind of thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So going back to your time at Merrill, what inspired or caught your attention about studying broadcast journalism? I think journalism is the heart of what I do. And that is my first and truest deep love. But I've always loved film. And even from the time I was a little girl, I've always been attracted to visual mediums. So I don't know if there was really too much of a question on whether I would pursue broadcast just because of how much I love uh, pairing words with visuals. Um, I've obviously, I've dabbled and I do think it's really important to be knowledgeable on all of them. And again, I I think um, it's the heart of what we do, which is storytelling and informing the masses. So I can't predict the future. I can tell you right now, I do love broadcast, but I also recognize that our business is always evolving and changing. So don't be surprised if in 10 years I'm doing something a little different. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what's your process when it comes to reporting a story? Oh gosh. Um, Well, you, you mean here at CBS Chicago specifically as a reporter with my title or what? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like at in Chicago, so. So no matter what I'm doing, uh, take today, for example, um, you know, a lot of these stories, particularly in 2020, are controversial um, and they, they evoke different responses in different people. So I'm always, the number one thing I'm always looking for is to make sure that I'm being responsible with my reporting. And that means a lot of different things depending on the day, but making sure that I'm reaching out to every person I need to be reaching out to and doing it early and making sure I'm double checking what people are saying to me. If they say a a fact or statistic, I'm gonna go and double check and make sure that I don't just leave that unchecked and still allowing the viewer to decide for themselves. And obviously not every story is gonna require that kind of care and dedication, Obviously, my story when it came to the viral dog was really just a sweet story on a viral dog. So the process does differ day to day. Um, But I'm always, and again, just kind of a blanket treatment here. I'm always seeking to understand and answer how am I either leaving the viewer better informed or how am I impacting them? And sometimes it's both of them and sometimes it might be one. 
so like, again, viral dog, I don't really know if the person was better informed, but I think that they left with a smile on their face after a really long newscast of hard news that was probably difficult to hear. Um, and so for that story, I'm going to be thinking of ways to make it creative and engaging. And, you know, I'm going to look up on YouTube little clicking sounds so that when I show different videos and photo clips of the dog, you know, you're engaged and you're, you're not only are your visual senses stimulated, but so is your, so are, you know, when you, what you're hearing is engaging as well. But for a story like today, when we're talking about COVID restrictions coming back and some restaurants taking a stand, um, it's making sure I'm reaching out to the mayor. It's making sure I'm going to the governor's office website and making sure I'm looking up what kinds of research and data that they had. And I'm looking out to reach out to all of the restaurants and, and kind of getting their take on it. Um, and so I hope that answers your question because again, it really, every single story I, I do differs day to day. And there's so, there's so many things that I could get into when it comes to my writing process. And especially when I'm working alone, how do I juggle the editing and filming and also driving myself to the locations? I could, I could talk for hours about all of that, but the heart of what I do, which is the journalism, again, the most important thing is I'm looking at those, I'm looking at my story and my process through those two lenses always. And I may not be conscious of it anymore because it's kind of old hat, but that's something that every single good journalist does when they start and end their day. Yeah, I love that. Um, so what specific skills did you gain from Merrill, which helped you transition into the adult world and like help you get your first job? Also, I was like looking at your LinkedIn and it said you did a dolphin show, you're a host for two years. I was so intrigued about that. <laughs> Yeah, so so that didn't have uh, that was before Merrill College, and I think it kind of overlapped a tiny bit for a moment there. Um, so separately, the Dolphin Show host thing was really fun, and I did that because I've always been interested in science and animals, and that's why when I kind of make the joke about you know, don't be surprised if in ten years I'm doing something different. I was trying to lay the groundwork too for Nat Geo, like hey Nat Geo, <laughs> I, I once worked kind of with dolphins, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Um, but I would say that Merrill College, I mean, I, I was looking for two things in a college and you guys know it well, and you guys are so, so lucky, but it's not just luck. You guys obviously applied there. You got in, you did the work, you're doing the work, but the fact that you're so close to DC, which there's a lot of perks to that, but you're close to DC and it's hands-on. So we have a campus news station, which I don't know if you've worked with Capital News Service, but I do. That, I'm part of it right now. Oh, are you really? I yeah. My God, that was, I lived there. I, I love CNS, yeah. CNS is, I mean, and I think that there's a lot of hands-on um, capstones and, and programs that you can become a part of, not just CNS, but, you know, for me, knowing what I wanted to do, CNS was invaluable because you're getting real newsroom experience without mm -hmm. even stepping foot into your first internship. Yeah. And little things like understanding how, it's, it's, I mean, every single newsroom, whether it's a radio program or whether it's for TV or a newspaper, it's like a hive. Every single person has a specific purpose and we all work together and we are all important in different ways. And I think when you work in those different roles, I think it gives you a little bit more uh, just compassion, understanding and 
and also appreciation for what the person sitting next to you does. So I've never, um, I don't know if it's possible to do CNS and ever become a diva because I rolled teleprompter and I know how much it sucks when you mess up. And, you know, <laughs> I, I've made mistakes in those capacities and, and it happens. And so I think it makes you a better team player. So yeah. that's probably a long rambling answer to say that um, Merrill has a lot of hands-on opportunities, plus, plus the fact that you're so close to DC. I mean, you're right there where history is being made constantly, but then on top of that, you can have internships, not just in the summer and the short little winter break, but you could also juggle a fall and spring internship. And that is something that not every college student can do. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what advice or suggestions do you have for current students who are interested in being a reporter in the future or working at CBS or even coming to Chicago and change their whole lives from, you know, DC to Chicago? That must have been a big change for you. It was and it wasn't. And I will circle back to that. But I think I think the advice that I would give now is perhaps a little different than the advice I would have given five years ago, having been in the business for a few years now. But of course, hard work. Of course, it requires, you know, tenaciousness. It requires people um, you know, to be a reporter, you have to be pushy. And that doesn't mean rude. You don't have to be rude to be a reporter, of course, but it does require you follow up. It requires curiosity. And uh, I don't know if necessarily curiosity is um, uh, something that is necessarily just taught. I mean, it's either there or it's not. And so I think it's pursuing those curiosities that you have and those questions, and then really doing everything you can to follow up. But I think that when I was in college, I was a very stressed person. And so um, I thought that uh, not getting sleep and stressing out, I thought that all of that would make me a better reporter. And actually it didn't. Because um, I think that, I think honestly, so much of what I've clued into over the past couple of years that's made me a better reporter is um, letting the stress of ambition and the stress of whatever it is, whether it's uh, getting to your next step, which falls under the umbrella of ambition, but also whatever it might be, let that go if you can. Technology is going to go wrong no matter what, no matter what, no matter how much preparation you have. Um, and things are going to fall into place as they do. I mean, there was a pandemic none of us expected. Like life is going to happen no matter how much work you put in, no matter how hard you try. And it's, you know, if you are a hard worker and you're a good person, I feel like I have a lot more faith in things working out now than I did before. So honestly, if you're working hard, then relax. Like I want to say tranquilo. That's the first thing that pops into my head. Like, because I wish I could go back to younger me and just say, chill, I, you know, like I, I was putting in the work and I could have been enjoying the steps a little bit more. And I think when you do that, you hone into your humanity a little bit more. And that humanity is what makes a good reporter great, in my opinion, because there are a lot of good reporters who are pushy and follow up and do all the right things, but it makes a difference when you read or hear or see the copy in the words of a journalist who clearly cares. And it, it kind of bleeds over into everything. It bleeds over into your interviews because your interviews can feel it when you care. And when you really, when you care and you're in that moment where you allow yourself to be human, it makes you better in every way and you're just happier. So it's kind of a win-win everywhere. Um, 
And that's kind of, that's kind of the best advice I can make. I mean, there, and there's so many reasons why I say that. I mean, on top of all of that, you know, I think that sometimes you, you maybe when I was younger, I thought like, yeah, whatever you got to do to get ahead. And no, it's like, you know, this business is small and man, I cannot tell you how many times I'm, you know, every year the business gets smaller and smaller and people remember how you treat them and the people that are your classmates right now, like, you know, those are people, if they stay in the business, you are going to be seeing a lot more of them, um, in the years to come. So I think that's my biggest piece of advice, which is again, funny because that would not have been my advice five years ago. Yeah. I'm glad you've grown. And what about the, uh, moving to Chicago part? So how, how did that, how did you change with that? So moving to Chicago, uh, to be quite frank, was a dream. So I think we should actually talk more instead about moving to Lynchburg from college, because that was a lot harder. Um, yeah. I think a lot of journalists, and not every journalist, there's people who, uh, for instance, one of, my, um, one of my very good friends, who's a fellow Merrill College alum, Bradley Chance, I'm going to give her a quick shout out. She's amazing. She never had to go that route because she stayed at Network. She has been with NBC News pretty much um, since her like second or third year of college. And so there are people that go the route of working their way up within a network and that's fantastic. But then there are some people like myself who moved to a smaller market. I moved to, um, it was market 67 or something. Um, and it was the smallest place, the smallest city I've ever lived in. And that was an adjustment. That was, that was uh, probably one of the hardest periods of my life. And I think that every single journalist, whether it's print or broadcast echoes that because you are often in a situation where like a lot of us, especially at University of Maryland, you are surrounded by diversity in every way. You're surrounded by diversity, not just in the way people look, but in the way that people think. And it was the first time that I was in a tiny city where it was homogenous in every way. Everyone thought one way. Uh, there weren't people that necessarily looked like me. I, people all looked one way. And they seemed like pretty much thought one way. And everyone's first question was, what church do you go to? And I just had never, I'd never grown up with that before. Mm -hmm. And I was farther away from everyone. I was farther away from people who thought like me. There wasn't as much to do. So that was really, really hard. And I think in in those days, what I, the mantra that I try to live by, and whether it was then, whether it's today, whether it's at work, whether it's outside of work, it's if you're unhappy, do something. Complain for a second, wipe your tears and get to work. Because when I was unhappy, the thing that made me feel better was going home and working on my reel. You better believe every single day, even if I didn't really have much to do, it just made me feel better. When I was really unhappy, the thing that got me through the day was just putting in the work. I was like, oh, just wait, just you guys wait. You don't even know what's coming. So (laughs) I just, that's my biggest recommendation for anyone that's unhappy wherever they are, because when you are unhappy, every day seems like an eternity. And I know I have been there and it did. It, it was really hard. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this next six months, but I did. And it's behind me. And now it's a distant memory. It's in the past. And, and that's because I didn't let that get the best of me. So uh, there's going to be times in all of our lives. There's always seasons um, and, and there's always difficult seasons, but there's always something you can do. And so um, that's my advice for when you're in a situation where you're either moving to a small city that you're not used to, or you're working at a job that you just don't really like anymore for whatever reason. Um, just 
plan your escape. And that is so motivating. It's invigorating. Like that, that gave me life. So here's the thing. I love living in Chicago. So that was not hard. Chicago is an amazing city. Um, and it has so much to offer. And right now the pandemic has obviously been hard on everyone in every city, but as far as cities to ride out the pandemic storm, I mean, I, I, I lucked out. I'm just really glad I'm here. So uh, yeah, this, this is yeah. not hard, but you know, everyone has that season, their life that is. Yeah, this is fantastic. Thank you so much. Of course. That's all I have. And this is really blessing with so many words. I feel so <laughs> motivated right now. <laughs> I'm so glad that's the point. I hope that uh, whoever's listening uh, feels the same way, but at the very least, I'm so glad I got a chance to meet you and way to go on having a podcast. I, I you'll have to give me tips on that because I'm behind <laughs> Game and thank, to- you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, thank you.